Seasons, greetings people of the internet, my name's Danny Randon and you are listening to the Bitchin' Brew podcast, brought to you as ever by randonsreviews.blogspot.com. This is episode number six and it's been a long time since I last put out an episode of Bitchin' Brew or done much with Randon's reviews at all. It's a long story but I'll spare you the sub story on here. Uh, If you really want to know why I had to step back for a bit then head to... Uh, the Randon's Reviews Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Randon's Reviews, uh, where there is one of those uh, really awkward Facebook live video things of me giving a bit of an update on the future of the blog and podcast and just catching up after a sort of quiet spell over the last couple of months. Um, I'll keep this intro quite brief because I kind of introduced my guest during the actual recording, but I just want to welcome you very quickly to the uh, Albums of 2016 special. Uh, It features George Phillips of Sad Blood and Fresh, uh, as well as Joey Ashworth from I Told You I'd Eat You and Education. They are two of my sort of favourite people in the burgeoning DIY punk and emo scene right now. Um, I had a blast recording this one over the weekend in London. Uh, we tried to find as quiet a spot as possible in the weather spoons that we recorded this podcast in. Uh, admittedly, the background noise does get pretty loud towards the end, but as ever, Bitch and Brew was never really started with the immediate intention of studio quality audio. I like the sort of rawness and authenticity, so deal with it, I suppose. Uh, two quick things before we launch into this podcast. I just want to say I'm sorry for the delay on the episode of Bitch and Brew that I recorded way back in September with Kate Coulson uh, from Above the Waves Promotions. I want to assure you that it is on its way, uh, but because of the audio quality, it's taken a long time to edit, and I've only just found the time to start doing that. So hopefully I can put it out before the new year, but after Christmas, we'll we'll, we'll see. But yeah, apologies for the wait on that. I promise you it is coming. Um, lastly, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone that has supported Randon's reviews, um, and indeed Bitch and Brew this year. Um, I love doing this so much, and I really hope that I can continue it in 2017. Uh, it's still early days, so God knows where we could actually end up taking this. Um, hopefully in a sort of forward direction. Uh, if you haven't subscribed on uh, to Bitch and Brew already, then you can go and do that. Uh, the links uh, for that are in the description. You can subscribe on iTunes, uh, on SoundCloud, and on Acast. Uh, you will be able to find links, like I said, in the description for uh, this podcast uh, for each page. Right, let's get into the proper intro. This is the Albums of 2016 special of Bitch and Brew. Enjoy. <laughs> so I've never really put a structure to these podcasts, and this is the first, being, being, that it, being that it's nearly Christmas, and this is the first year that the Bitch and Brew podcast has existed. Sick. Uh, I guess we have to do like all other podcasts and magazines do at this time of year and talk about the top albums of the year. Ooh, and I thought it only here. fitting... To do the first sort of, you know, thing that has, podcast that has some sort of agenda to it, to do it hungover. And I thought... Yeah, yeah, makes sense. (laughs) It would be a perfect podcast for the new year. (laughs) And I'm quite, quite safe in the knowledge that we're all a little bit hungover right now. To varying degrees. Um, But thank you for being a part of this. I'm here with with two of my favourite people from the DIY punk and emo scene right now. Uh, from fresh and sad blood and 
just constantly hungover. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my Tinder bio says uh, perpetually hungover. <laughs> yeah. George Phillips, welcome to Bitch and Brew. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Got a little bit of a can, I be, can I be the studio audience? And uh, from I told you I'd eat you and education, um, Joey Ashworth, welcome hey. to Bitch and Brew. How are you I'm doing? Glad you've been education. <laughs> hey, I'm good, thank you. Thank you. Um, so as as we. I always start the Bitch and Brew podcast. What is everyone drinking right now? We've all got filter coffee from Look, coffee and water. Lavazza. 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 We're all in the same. We're all, all same. yeah, just uh, trying to. What's wrong with a few lads just having a coffee and a water? That's exactly, awesome. exactly. N- nothing wrong. In a Weatherspoons and everything. Mm. <laughs> right, so how was everyone's 2016 in a nutshell? How, how was your year? Oh. <laughs> Uh, I guess, like, personally, pretty good. Um, put out records, some of my mates put out good records. Uh, did my first tours with I Told You I'd Eat You, so, like, two really great tours. Um, that was all, personally, was pretty good, uh, like, you know, music-wise. Obviously, otherwise, 2016 was a total shit show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, the one thing that we can take out of this is... Uh, Right, let's hope that the next like you know five years is really good for punk music. Yeah. And 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 good punk music, good hip hop music. I'm sure will come out of this. Uh, but yeah, bad times right now. Yeah. Uh, internationally. Yeah, absolutely. I think in terms of music, it has been one of the best years for a few years. It's really good. I've really often good. struggled to put together a top ten where I go, these albums are all absolute, like. They just don't let up at any point. They're yeah, just yeah, yeah. absolute bangers from beginning to end. I've never really had a top ten list like that for a little while now. Yeah, that's, that's um, right, yeah. Especially after last year. I thought last year was a little bit weak. Had some great mm. albums last year, admittedly, yeah. but this that, year... That Symmetry record came out last year, so that's like that's the best record that will ever come out. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have the exact same feeling about last year, except that uh, that Pet Symmetry record is our self-defence family record. So, you know, we're, we're all the yeah. same, the same sort of wavelength <laughs> yeah, here, yeah. yeah. So, so we're going to go around in a sort of circle and just uh, talk about our personal top ten list this year. Cool. Um, I feel like it's maybe start with some honourable mentions, because it has been really tough this year. My honourable mentions list is real long. So <laughs> yeah. Get ready to get, do some editing. So, so the rule was, obviously, um, no EPs. I usually do include EPs on the list. Um but I think it's been an amazing year for British EPs. Um, I've rounded off like a, a quick list of the bands that brought out like really good EPs this year. So we've got Rain, Symphony Pains, which came out on Close to Home Records, uh, Weather State, Dumbstruck. That was pretty good. Yeah. So good. That is a uh, banging yeah. EP. Yeah, we, we got to play with them earlier in the year. It was it was wicked. Absolutely yeah. wicked. Great, Great guys. Uh, Puppy, Volume Two. Are you wearing that T-shirt? Right I am. Now? I am very much so. They they are just. Riffs for days. I just, I'm, I'm a riffsman at heart. I like a good riff. <laughs> and their drummer is a beast. Oh, I think sorry. we watched them at What the Fest, and they're just absolutely nuts. Oh, yeah. Amazing mix of like Deftones and the Smashing Pumpkins and Pantera. <laughs> 
<laughs> when Anselmo wasn't a dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say at some point we should reserve like maybe ten minutes where we can just all vent, maybe shout across each other about how bad that Metallica record is. Can we do that? I've not actually gone in on it. <laughs> oh, it's okay. a good thing Charlie Simmons isn't here. I was gonna say, oh, yeah, make sure he doesn't need to. I don't think even Charlie likes the new one, does he? Yeah, he does. Does he like the new one? One of the one of the, one of the tracks. One of the tracks is absolutely banging. Like, Moth into flame. But the vocals are like so processed. <laughs> <laughs> this is like that Metallica album. They're all like eighty years old. Yeah, I know, but that would sound sick. And like, and also, like, I got, I got to be honest. Lars is one of the worst drummers in the world. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, you see that? I mean, there's gonna be the. Uh, this is the first of a million times I'm gonna say during this recording this sentence. Did you see that Hard Times article, <laughs> uh, which was um, Metallica using super advanced hologram technology to replace perfectly healthy Lars Ulrich? <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't. No, I, I'm not going to be one of those guys who like hates on metal. I've, I I did that part of my life. I'm done now. I like metal now. I've decided. I've converted. I just that new Metallica record. I listened to it and I was like, yeah, it's got riffs, and oh, that's like an old man robot. Like fairy singing over it, you know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? When that auto tune thing makes them sound kind of magical, like a Disney character. Yeah. yeah. And that over a Metallica record just wasn't right for me. Eat me. They put out a good EP. They did. They did. Oh shout, yeah. The shout out Ven Records this year. They have done an awesome yeah, absolutely, job. Absolutely. And we'll yeah, be talking yeah, a little yeah. more about some of the releases on Ven Records in the top ten list. I know exactly what I think. Oh, I want to. It's in my honourable mentions, I think, it's such a banging record. Hashtag foreshadowing. Absolutely. And um, <laughs> so there's only one British band in my top ten. So. <laughs> oh, Christ, so I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed with the amount of British bands on my it's list this year. Yeah, for British music, it I has. just got it I've really only has. got one. I've only got one. Shit, what's the same? <laughs> and then, and then. Um, yeah, don't the only I haven't got that. I don't want to ruin this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and the other rule was uh, no records that you worked on, so you can't have your EP or his. in there. I can't have oh, yeah, it. Because I, I, I sang on it. Yeah, you sang yeah, on yeah. It. He sang harmonies on it, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and I couldn't have any releases from the Hassle Records roster this year. I've loved working with Hassle this year. It's my second full year on the Hassle team. Same. And we've had our releases from Lonely the Brave and Max Raptor and Cheat Me. I really like that Max Raptor. It's great. It's yeah. furious. Really good. Yeah, um, yeah. Frank Iero as well put out two great records with his Death Spells project. That is that I, I find that guy so impressive he's great I love that man and um, Casey and Swedish Death Candy as well all put out some great stuff um, my honourable mentions list uh, starts with I can't I can't believe so any year when Mike Kinsella puts out something is a great year yeah. but for him to put out two amazing records with Owen and with that long awaited second American football album yeah. and yeah, for yeah. them to be not in the top ten is it's painful. Yeah. It's yeah, painful, yeah, yeah. and they're both brilliant. I love it. Like that American football record was. I don't know if I could say it was fully worth the wait, but it does have some absolute. It it, it is it is gold it's in got, places. It's, it, uh, Give me the gun is an absolute mm. Mm. for the ages. Mm. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, a lot of people had this opinion. I don't think I'm being particularly controversial, but like I really liked it. It was just like when it came to the list, it just wasn't. It wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Just, I couldn't agree. cut the mustard. Both, yeah, yeah. Like both of them, I saw both of those bands. Well, I suppose Owen isn't a band, but I saw them 
like yeah. for the first time like this home. year. Um, it was awesome, really, really cool seeing. Yeah, that, that new Owen record as well was made in a Bonifaz studio oh, in Wisconsin. Like, it was the first record he recorded outside of Chicago. Yeah, really. Because he normally records at home, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So stepping out of his comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. It's actually been a really, really, really great year for hardcore records. So, um, can we talk gloss? Loss. Gloss. 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 Oh. Yeah. R.I.P. Gloss. That makes me sad. Oh, that was um, literally top of my honourable mentions. Uh, just okay, fant- <laughs> they're not on my honourable mentions, but you well, said no EPs, so you've, you've broken the honourable mentions. Yeah, no, that's EPs, fine. It can it? go in the honourable mentions oh, okay. as long as it's not in the top ten. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Keep me on my toes, George. <laughs> um, Angel Dust as well. I don't know if you've checked out that Angel Dust uh, album. It's called mm-hmm. Rock the Fuck on Forever, <laughs> which is the best. And they're going to be over here in the I UK with another that. band who put an amazing album, which is Touche Amore. Yeah. That is, or Touche Amore, is it? It's Touche Amore, I think. I think okay. it's Amore. Okay. And that's Amore. And Jeremy Bohm also put out that Hesitation Wounds record, oh, which is a side Ray. project that with um, Jay Weinberg yeah, from I really, really like that. Slipknot. Um, speaking of Jane Weinberg, against me, put out. A, I think it was got a very polarizing reception. I thought it was great. Mm. Um, it was a really fun record. Yeah. Uh, again, right, nothing, nothing, nothing's going to touch uh, the uh, transgender dysphoria blues. Such a fantastic record. So yeah. brilliant. I, I, again, I saw them live the other day, uh, literally like three, four days ago, um, and it was awesome. But uh, like, I t- I'm not. I can't, I can't really get on with their earlier stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that record's just really good. I Did you, what did you see him on Thursday? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At, at the, the electric ballroom. At, at the electric ballroom. Yeah. Yeah. With milk teeth supporting. Yeah. Yeah. Fab. Yeah, it was good. Um, and uh, also from Canada, Canada gets its own shout this year with Pup and the Dirty Nil. And Drake. And Drake. <laughs> Views is awesome. Views is actually. And was, that this, was Views this year? Yeah, Views was this was year. This year. Yeah. With yeah. the artwork that makes him look like he's ten feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I love that watching that meme with the measurements of how big that part that building actually is. Like, how tall is Drake clearly? Is? How wide is he clearly? Um, yeah, good record, and the last uh, band's on my honourable mentions list. It is, you know it's been a good year when Let Live and Every Time I Die put out records that are not on your top ten yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. That Let Live record is such... It's the progression they needed. Because mm, yeah. they could have made another Black is Beautiful and just gone gone for it, gone yeah, all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for Jason Butler to embrace the soul that you know is so integral to his talent is just... It was incredible. And Every Time I Die, uh, just Every Time I Fucking Die. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, you just know what you're getting with it. Absolutely. And that's not to say either that it's boring or like it's predictable, because mm. it's not predictable. But it's just like, you know, whatever record they put out, it's going to slap. Yeah, it's oh, it gonna is. Absolutely. And it's fuck. wicked. Brendan Urey from Panic at the Disco <laughs> making an appearance That's on there as well. <laughs> that was so weird. Did anyone go to Slam Dunk this year? I didn't. I wanted to see why I did. He, he was headlining on the main stage while every time I die, we're playing like, on a different stage somewhere. Yeah. And he stopped his set uh, like between two songs. He just went, hang on, hang on, quiet, quiet. That's every time I fucking die over there. And then just started screaming something. He's got the new Junk Aesthetic uh, album cover tattooed on his oh, arm. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a massive Every Time I Die fan, and that's why he's on the new record. Yeah. He's working. Awesome. That's so, so awful. Um, Anyone in their right mind must be a huge Every Time I Die fan. Yeah. Because they're amazing. And that, I to be them, fair... I saw them live five times this year. 
That's wicked. That's not, how much of a loser I am. I was going to say, not enough. See them more. Yeah, I think five times. Are they, are they the best hardcore band live on the planet? I think they might be. Can you even call them hardcore? They're just rock and roll. I think they're, they're, they're like a southern hardcore band, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think southern hardcore is pr- pretty pretty good. <laughs> and, 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 and the cow, but the cowbell came back this year. What best music video possibly of all time for me is Polarama. Oh yeah. Like I was like, we got that new every time I die joint. One of the one of the few guitar like one of the few guitar things I can play. Are there any more honourable mentions? Go, Joey. Honourable mentions. Right. So I've bolded some ones that I really want to talk about. Okay. So gloss. Rest of these gloss. That EP was such a good way to go out, but also so heartbreaking because just want to hear more from them. They're so good. Really, really good. Um, uh, Self Defense Family put out two really solid EPs. So they put out three, but I haven't listened to the third yet. But um, Superior and Colicky are so good. Okay. Like Colicky is one of their best releases, I think, and I am a stupid fan of that band. What like, What's the good starting point for them? Because I've not really checked them out. Um, I say the um, the island singles probably. Okay. Um, they did like a collection of singles where they went to like different islands in different countries and recorded in that is so cool. There. Um, so they did one in like Sigur Rossa studio, uh, they did one in like Jamaica and Bob Marley studios. It's really cool. Um, I can link you. Like, That's fantastic. Right. And like both of them, they're, they're like the strongest like two songs that they've got. Like, they're, they're, they're hooky and the lyrics are great. Like, um, and this list is so long. I feel like I've got to rush through it. Um, so uh, there's this like SoundCloud trap artist that I really fucking like called Yentek. Okay. Uh, he put out a record called Mobis this year, and I wasn't sure that it came out this year. And then my mate was like, "No, no, it definitely is." And he sent me like the tiny mixtapes article, like confirming. Uh, the record itself is pretty good. It's pretty fun. But the single is called Y Three, and it is just a banger for the ages. Right. Okay. It is a ten out of ten trappy banger, <laughs> and I put it on at every party I go to. <laughs> and it's about you know I did ask Y Three is the shoes. They're like they look like ninja shoes. They're sick. <laughs> um, it's about how much he loves them, and it's about nothing else other than that. Are those the shoes where you with the little like with the finger with the little toe finger? No, gloves? not those actually. They're, they're like they're like slip on. They're sick. I'll, just okay. sh- I'll show you a picture of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I should also shout out like uh, mates of ours. Okay. Who are good. So Cassell's put out. Yeah. Yeah. Cassell's fucking sick band. You went on tour with them earlier yeah, this year, didn't you? Yeah, that was yeah. our first proper run as a van with Chris Cassells and I oh, still we, were, we played with you on that tour. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was lovely. Oh, they were great. Yes. They were really oh, great. Good. Yeah. And he broke his arm, didn't he, playing football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He broke his arm playing football with Sean. I've never, the, uh, I've never bond. seen it. I've never yeah, seen a man look so miserable. I know, life. yeah, yeah, yeah. On the BSM five aside. Um, um, Jim from Cassells broke his arm. <laughs> he's like, so sad. <laughs> his so I really wanted to give him a cuddle. <laughs> you know, I always want to give Jim a cuddle. He's such a nice guy. I saw him last night as well. The education show we played last night. He turned up, and it's just so nice to see him. Oh. I, he comes to lo- like loads and loads of shows. I just always see him about. It's so nice. It's what it's what I love about this community. You know, yeah. all backing each other. It's the strongest it's ever been this year in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, exactly. And like Jim will go out of his way like 
to even like not go like quote unquote see in the shows as well. Like it's not like I'll necessarily see him like a show like for instance Moose to Balloons of the Day. Mm. But like last night was like a random warehouse show education we're playing like for UCL. Mm. Like and he just turned up. He doesn't even go to UCL, it's sick. Uh, I want to talk about Happy Mill Limited as well. Yeah. They're, like, mates of ours. And did you end up seeing them? No, I didn't. They, they blew the roof off, man. They're, so this is really the good. sort of uh, new romantic kind of thing going on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, kind of like the new the sort of new post-punk thing. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're just mates of mine from uni, and their keyboardist, Zach, also plays in I Talked To I Eat You. Mm. And they put out their first single this year, and it was, like, Zayn Lowe's world record. Oh, And, and, well. and it was... Uh, Distributed by Rough Trade and all that shit. Like, sure. They're absolutely on it. Like, uh, and that single's really good. I really like, like the single. I really like the single. A few of my friends didn't. No, naming no names, but a few of my friends didn't like it. But I thought it was really good. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy, and it? it's pretty like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, um, yeah, Stained is a really good single. I'm really <coughs> excited me. to see what they do. I thought you were about to say Stained is a really good artist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, It's been a while. It's been a while. That's a bad life. Yeah, it's a tune. Let's, just, let's, just, let's just hijack Joey talking about yeah. his best mates by putting out really good records by talking about one of the worst records of all time. Whoa, 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 don't you fuck with Stain. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway, yeah, they're, they're, uh, yeah, they're fucking sick. And uh, I've been listening to their, like, the stuff they're demoing at the moment, and it's solid as fuck. So, so look like, out for them in 2017. Yeah, it's it's going to be huge. Happy yeah. Mill Limited. Yeah, um, I've got it's 2017. I know. Uh, 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 one other thing I've got welded here that I really want to go over is the MTR Greatest Hits came out this year. Oh, okay. Right, yes. and, and I know what you're thinking, like, that's not that big a deal, it's just the Greatest Hits. That's where you're wrong, friends. <laughs> because it also came with a single, like a farewell single, Fake Your Death. Wait, this came out, like, three years ago, didn't it? Fake Your Death? Yeah. It's Fake Your Death three years ago. So they split up in 2013? Yeah, they split up ages ago. Is that when he put out Fake Your Death? Yeah. I thought it was just for the Greatest Hits. No. I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, is it called May Death Never Stop You? The Greatest Hits? Yeah. Yeah, but and it's got like was that uh, not this year? That's a, like a, it's got a statue of Gerard Way. Yeah, yeah. Was that not this yeah, year? Yeah, no, that was like 2014. Was it just for the, re- the re-release? It was this year. Uh, it was the re-release of Black Parade. Oh, fuck me, yeah, it was ten years old. Yeah, Black, Black Parade. Parade is ten Black years Parade old. Black Parade is ten years old. Yeah. Uh, oh my fucking to idiot. To be fair, like <laughs> you know, it, I I they were my first rock gig, Wembley Arena. Uh, yeah, on the Black Parade tour first, yeah. with uh, Thursday supporting. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's so good. Um, um but anyway, um. So yeah, if you guys are interested in listening to a record from fucking two years ago or three years ago, <laughs> uh, um, I wanted to shout out Anna Managuchi. They haven't put out a record. Right, okay. For, for Is this the they did the music to Scott Pilgrim? Didn't yeah, they? the Scott Pilgrim game. Yeah, um, they're like the best like chip tune. I love, I love them. They're I love so, them. So so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they did uh, one thing they did this year. I think it was this year. Um, they did a song with uh, Miku, the Japanese, um, like, uh, uh, what's the word, hologram artist. Oh, okay. She, she's not real. She's, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's entirely an algorithm. Right. Um, and, like, there's an artist who draws her and animates her, and there's, like, another one who, like, programs in vocals. As far as I understand, it's all computers. Oh, okay. um, and Anne she somehow, how you do this, collaborated with her and put out one of the power, like, the fucking... Bubblegum pop bangers of yeah. the year. Amazing. I need, to, I need to listen to that. Um, 
I think Adult Jazz put out their record this year. That's pretty solid. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm done with that. Do you, do you, Dan, do you remember earlier on when you were like, do you know, do you know what's really, really uh, unprofessional? We have to get to the toilet in the middle of a podcast. Go, I go. have to get to the toilet. That's cool. To That's be cool. fair, I am just basically reading a list of names right now. Well, so. oh, to be fair, I could have just slipped out and no one would have noticed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you, it's my voice drilled it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joey, keep going through your honourable mentions. I Let's will. Kill a little bit of time. <laughs> All right. The uh, I want to talk about the Katie Day record that came mm-hmm. out. She released an EP. It's like an experimental sort of folk. Uh, found sounds a bit, I think. Uh, and it's just really, really pleasant to listen to. Fantastic. Really nice. Just really calming and yeah, really great beats on it as well. Awesome. But obviously, I mean, like I I imagine your list. And probably George's list don't feature Skepta or No Name or Kendrick. <laughs> and did Kendrick put something out this year? Uh, yeah, Untitled, Unmastered, or whatever. Oh, it's this is mixtape they just sort of yeah, dropped the, out yeah, of nowhere. Yeah, yeah right. that, that, that was this year, and that's fucking great. It's really I, solid. I tell you what, uh, this uh, this week was the first time I actually listened to um, uh, Kanye West, Life of Pablo. Oh yeah, and I thought it was a really, really. Straight, I, I couldn't get into it, I can't lie. Yeah, but then it's not on my top ten. When Kendrick came in on No More Parties in LA, yeah, that is just, yeah, it, so it's the best bit about that record. It's Kendrick the Master, exactly. Yeah, and To Bimp Butterfly was my favorite record of 2015. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I think, uh, the thing I always love about Kanye was his, uh, like, I mean, a lot of people like his actual rapping, and I think his actual rapping's fine. What I always like think about him and remember him for is is the way he arranges tracks and the way he mm. produces tracks. And I think Life of Pablo, I think the second half of it is pretty weak. But the first five tracks, yeah. full production and arrangement it, and feature features are when just it amazing. Heavily features um, Panda on uh, <laughs> yeah. part two. It's just That's like great. Yeah, yeah. it's not even that much of a remix, but yeah, it's, it's still great. awesome. And also and, Chance's verse right at the beginning is like yeah. the verse of the year to me. It's so good. Um, so let's, uh, George, let's go through your honourable mentions list before we go dive into the top ten. Okay. I bet yours will be way more interesting and concise because mine <laughs> is ridiculous. Well, I've, I've realised that how much, <coughs> I guess, emo I've been listening to this year. Or, so no or, death grips on your list? No death grips on my list. Oh, no, it's not on my main one, have I? Should, yeah, they're great. I really like them. Let's see. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a load of like. So. Uh, car seat headrest yes, put out that yeah, Teens yeah. of Denial record okay. and I really enjoyed that my friend John sent that to me and uh, I thought it was great so uh, good so some good. of my f- like yeah some some of my friends have put out some really good stuff like the guys in Happy Accidents put out their record Happy Accidents really record good. is great that was that was in consideration for the top 10 but it fell short sorry guys <laughs> sorry dudes um, but yeah there's not that much like uh, that Martha record is, is phenomenal. Yeah, the Martha record is really good. Yeah, really, yeah. Really phenomenal. that was even closer to getting in the top ten because it was just such a strong follow-up to that first yeah. record. Mm. Incredible. Love that band. And the Muncie Girls record is great. Really good. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Cool. yes, it is. It's very good. <laughs> and really on that good. motif, <laughs> um, I don't want to go first. Uh, I'm going to let you two fight it out, so I've got a coin. I can't flip coins. Can anyone flip a coin? I can try. Okay, so, George, heads or tails? Uh, Tails never fails from Wales. Heads. Go on. It's the best. (laughs) 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 It's the best. (laughs) I nailed it. Joey. uh, Shall we go, like, ten down to... Ten to one. 
10 to 1. Okay, so we're counting down. So um, I've got to... This is technically a list of 11 with the with the 11th in brackets and italics. So I say it really <laughs> quietly, it doesn't count. And I'm going to say, the Pine Grove record was really good. The Pine Grove record was... not in the top was... 10, it's just really, really good. Okay? <laughs> uh, it's fucking great. Number 10, we got that new Weezer. I am not lying, I fucking loved it. Dude, I completely agree. And I like, love that record And so I'm not much. saying, you know, everyone says, oh, it's as good as Blue Album, it's as good as Pink It's not as good as those, because those are two of the best, like, like Powerpoint records ever. But it's a fun record. And you know what? I listened to it a ton. So and I couldn't much. stop listening to it. And, like, like, when I was going through this list, I was like, should I put more cool stuff in? Should I put more, like, edgy records in? It's like, no, what did I listen to? And I've got to say, that, that was a record... It slaps. I'm keeping quiet about this one at the moment. Cool, I'm sure, I'm sure you've got um, an opinion. Right, uh, George. So I go for my, num- n- my number, my ten. number 10. Oh, this is such a good way to do it, like go between the two lists. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, I mean, there's, I had a couple of other honourable mentions that I wanted oh, to mention. Sorry. Oh, sorry, my bad. We cut you off. It's that Nervous record. Ah, uh, really, 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 really yeah. great. Um, this, this, that, that, that renounced record. Okay. Um, I don't really, know about it. It's really brilliant. Is it? Like it sounds, it sounds it. like the Bled, and I love it. Right. Like so much. Um, well, we should talk about the Code Orange single that came out as well. Yes. yes. Fucking yeah. Code fucking Orange. Uh, uh, okay. Jank put out a really, really, really great record. Yeah. Called Awkward Pop Songs, which was wicked. It's a great name for a record as well. Uh, yeah. That David Bazan record is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Burr Blanco, really, really like that. And uh, yeah. I think that's it. Oh, happy uh, tiny moving parts, level up. Oh, tiny moving parts. And uh, oh, like this, that. this Australian band called uh, Sarah Sarahs. Like they've right, got okay. a really wicked uh, record called Drag It Down on You. Um, How did I miss that tiny moving parts? Right? But um, my number ten is uh, the Pinegrove record. Oh, sick! Oh, yes. So like, that's totally fair. I've, I heard Pinegrove like a, bit, a little bit earlier, like last year, and I just went. I, I went on Facebook, I went on Twitter, and I was just like, "Hey guys, this band Pinegrove, this band Pinegrove, you should check them out. They're really good." This yeah. band Pinegrove. And then they uh, then they put that like collection of all their old songs out, and I was like, "This everything is really so good. Far. Everything's so fun. This yeah, is really good. good. Yeah. This is really good. This is really good." And then the record came out, and everyone was like. Oh guys, you heard this band called Pinegrove? And I was like, yes, boys. I've been like talking about it for the past like <laughs> six months. Like, yeah, come on, yeah, yeah. get with the program. Um, I hate to be that guy. I don't hate to be that guy. I love, you love, being, I love that being that guy. guy. Yeah, don't worry. But um, yeah, I just I loved it so much. Uh, yeah, listen to it. Listen to it loads when it came out. It, it, it's, it's a phenomenal. It's a phenomenal piece of work. Yeah, it's a really very for fans yeah. of. It's kind of Americana, I guess. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's quite a, lot, a country vibe too. They, yeah. they, they get lumped in with all these like sort of emo bands, I guess, and it's not. They're not. It's yeah. not really like that. It's a, sto- it's a sorry state when a lyricist is just like really like emotionally honest mm. and immediately called an emo artist. Mm. Like, that's really mm, sort of yeah. like limiting. Yeah. You no, know I mean I think a band that really easily, really smartly sidestepped that label was Modern Baseball. Oh my they God. Seem to well, have... we'll, we'll talk more about modern baseball later. Oh, yeah. sure, right. Sure. <laughs> uh, I've got a whole rant about how, how clever what they did with that record is. Yeah. Like, yeah. So good. Um, so, you, what's so your, your number 10? 10 is Pine Grove Cardinal. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, my number 10, it kind of already got mentioned in George's Honourable Mentions. I swapped out, the, I, uh, literally, on the tube over here, I looked at the list and went, that yearbook record that came out last week or two weeks ago or whatever and they're playing their penultimate show today yeah, with so you guys um, but um, you know that's such a shame because it's just an incredible record and 
uh, yeah, what a way to bow out. But I swapped out at the last minute. It was a painful decision, but I realised there was one album that was just missing from the top ten that 30 seconds into my first listen of it, I was just completely in love, and that's Permanent Rainbow by Nervous. Such a great record, man. So, do you know the sort of story of of Nervous? So, um, so the uh, front woman of Nervous is uh, called M Foster. They're from Watford, so uh, they're very much uh, related. They're closely so. M is in a band which rhymes with. Um, the smell? The smell, yes. <laughs> right. That's actually how they've been referred to before, you know, as opposed to the smell. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, they're, they're, who are great. Mm. Um, but yeah, M is a non binary transgender woman who right. wrote this record at the time of sort of, um, of, sort of coming out, um, and it's, it was never really meant to be put in the public domain. It was just written as catharsis. Right, right. And it is, uh, I mean, have you heard it? Um, I've, I've heard bits and pieces. Yeah, it is got it's got these amazing sort of punchy right in the feels all rock moments, but then at times it's technical. It reminds there's one song on it called Skipping Needle, uh, which actually reminds me a lot of my friends in Prestamico. Mm. The oh, sort of uh, yeah. you know slightly off kilter time signatures, but it's got some awesome vocal harmonies. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then there's a track like Bones. And I was listening to a podcast recently. Shout out the guys from That's Not Metal. Um, you know the guys who wanted me to get into pod, uh, you know wanted me to get into podcasting, inspired me in the first place. Yeah. Um, you know they said that the the song Bones, if um, and they said if Jesse Lacey had written Bones and put that out now, people would go absolutely fucking rago for it. Right, and yeah, I, yeah. that's what I imagine. If Brand New took these guys on tour like they did with Basement like yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm then they would just do so well. 30 seconds into this record, I was just completely in love. It reminds me of the best bits of the last Moose Blood record at times as well. Right, okay. Yeah, it definitely does have a bit of a Moose Blood element to it. So so my friend Charlie Simmons, (laughs) our friend Charlie. Shout out Charlie Simmons. Great, great dude. He sent me the record and was like, oh man, you are going to love this. Like, check this out. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I'll give it a listen. Um, I put it on and I was just like, what is this? This is incredible. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. And it wasn't. No, it wasn't until. It wasn't until later that. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> it wasn't until later that I, you know, found out what it was about. Yeah. Because like, I just thought it was a record about, you know, feeling a bit sad, which is <laughs> how I like. You know. Yeah. Like, so I, I, I understand that. I, yeah. I really, I really it's kind understand of like, that. Probably a broad theme linking all of the topics. I would have thought so. Um, but yeah, I didn't know anything about it at all. And then when like Charlie told me about it, I was like, oh, that's really awesome. But I think what's more awesome is like the fact that it. I didn't have any like preconceived notions about it, like, and I think I think it's I don't know where I'm going with this, but like I just thought it was really good. Yeah. I thought it was really great. Um, Joey, number nine. Number nine, uh, the Olympians record. Uh, Reasons to be careful. Yes, that is so good. It's so I don't so know about this. Tell. So, Edu- educate me. Uh, so, Olympians are, although they're actually like mates of mine, and uh, they used to play a lot of my old band, Battle of Infantry. Right. And they've just been sort of chugging along for ages, always putting out really solid stuff. They put a record out, like an EP out, I think it was last year, maybe a year before, called Dance Like Everyone's Watching and They Hate You. <laughs> And it's so good. It's just amazing. Um, and I think, I think Daniel's a genius. Yeah, I think Daniel's a genius. Daniel's I, think, a genius. I, mean, I think Parkin's a genius as well. Yeah. Like drummer Mike Parkin. Um, oh, he he's used great. To, yeah, because he used to play in my old band as well, and he does these amazing like art for them and stuff. Really good. 
And this is just like, it's so like, annoying to me that more people aren't talking about it because this record is like one of the indie releases of the year. Like, it's not particularly like an emo record or a punk record or anything like that. It's not really what they're going for. It's a really fucking good indie record. Mm. And it's a shame because there are tons of bands, like, at the moment putting out records like this that aren't quite as good, that are getting loads of attention. But the Olympians record, I think, nailed it. It's like, kind of like, They've, they've called it like sort of math pop before, but mm-hmm. there's also like a very sort of her like synthy element and quite yeah. washy synths and it's great. They're, they're just they're just really well written, yeah, really the, good the songs. The lyrics are great. Yeah. Speaking of math pop, there was one EP I forgot to include in the honorable mentions. I want to shout out Chenti, who just came out with a record oh, that yeah, was that produced at the uh, at the ranch. Oh, cool. Um, there, I I know the guys from Chenti. Originally, they were in a band from um, from my native West Sussex. They were in a band called Pirate and Kobe. Uh, for a little while but uh, yeah they just came out with an amazing record which sounds like all the best bits of like when Bombay Bicycle Club and Tudor Cinema Club kind of came out at the same time right yeah um, but yeah no sorry uh, I just want to add that to the EP yeah list. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, George number nine just real quickly on uh, Olympians they, they, they have, they've got a bit of a vibe a bit of a sort of Taliesin vibe for me in, 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 uh, in, yeah, in that, like they're, they're really 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 good but like People seem to sleep on them. People yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, know, they yeah. should be huge. That band should be huge because they're great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, Olympians wouldn't be out of place like playing shows with like adult jazz and stuff like mm. that. I yeah, don't think like that that yeah. would be perfect for them. Um, shouts out that adult jazz record this year, really good. Um, but like, yeah, it's just not. Yeah, I don't know, man. Really. Anyone listening to this, don't sleep on the Olympians record. I'm not going to sleep on that. I'm going to listen to it on the train home. Definitely. And and buy some of their merch as well, because it's Yeah, please do. I actually bought their pink jumper. To get the the hoodie. The jumper. The the, the crew neck, yeah. yeah. It's a a crew neck that just says, your dreams are embarrassing on it. Brilliant. (laughs) They've got some great titles, you know. Yeah, Yeah, really. They really have, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Daniel's a genius. Yeah, Dan is absolutely a genius. My... Number nine is by a Swedish, I think they are, like sort of mathy uh, pop band. I guess you could call them. Yeah. Called I love your lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, so. that record. Uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called. We go way back. It's brilliant. So they're called I love your lifestyle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah it yeah, came yeah. out on um, Darren's record label. Um, what's it called? He puts out really, really dog nights. Okay. Uh, dog nights yeah, yeah. Uh, over here, and it's unreal. Yeah, just brilliant. Just brilliant, great songs. Uh, that like I, I hate, I hate when bands who aren't like native speakers of your language are able to write better lyrics yeah. than you. <laughs> and they're one of those bands. Yeah, yeah. Shout, yeah, shout out to uh, oh, shout out to Sport as well. Not in Sport. they should be they should be in this list. Yeah, but they put a record yeah. out this year. Sport put out Sorry. some great records actually. Um, so my number nine. It's been uh, you know it's been a really brilliant year for. I, I was quite surprised you know some of the heavy records on this list, but it's been a really brilliant year for sort of massive progressive metal. So um, Night Versus and Gojira put out great records to a lesser extent. Dillinger's final record and uh, also Heck finally coming out with songs mm. you know everyone was like oh they're really great live but they just haven't got the songs to match it now heck have songs That's and cool. it's brilliant so um, and also Bosque um, Audio Noir is a really great record yeah. in, mostly instrumental uh, just really sort of uh, atmospheric sludgy massive progressive metal it's great um, but the um, sort of best um, in terms of like progressive metal for me this year is um, Black Peaks with their debut album Statues 
so Black Peaks came out a couple of years ago. Uh, they were known as Shrine, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and they were a little bit more atmospheric in those days. But when they became, when they sort of transformed into Black Peaks, um, the brilliant thing about them is they can go on tour with like a straight up rock band. Or they can they they open for Deftones at Wembley, yeah. and I didn't go to that show. But opening bands at Wembley Arena, especially like young bands uh, that are not used to playing venues that size, they can get swallowed up by that stage. Like yeah. I'm actually terrified for the guys in Moose Blood when they open for a day to remember there in January. But they're yeah. going to do great, you know. Yeah. No fear there, I reckon. But like when Bring Me open for Machine Head at Wembley Arena and just yeah. got swallowed by it. Yeah. Um, Black Peaks apparently just completely owned the place and filled it and that's what the potential is for that band um, I think uh, when a lot of people think of, like when I say progressive a lot of people think it's going to be really wet and sort of you know pretentious this is a really accessible record like if you're looking for an entry point into progressive or technical metal uh, it was the same case last year with Baroness's <coughs> last record um, which is brilliant purple if you didn't hear it but um, Glass Built Castles the lead single from it is furious um, you know, there's lots of comparisons to Every Time I Die, but it's got bits of Opeth, and, and I feel like I was a bit late to the party with Tool, but, you know, everyone goes, you know, it's like it's like Tool all over again, but uh, also the sort of standout track for me is Say You Will. Okay. Will is an amazing vocalist, incredible. His I range... I really want to check this record out now. <coughs> Have you not heard it? No. No, it is brilliant, and no. it's really accessible as well. So if you're not a prog guy... Then go for it because the chorus is a I massive. Yeah, the right. drummer, the drummer is an absolute demon. It's just an incredible. I, they are uh, definitely in the sort of top echelons of Britain's next breed of massive bands. Um, Joey, number eight. Oh, number eight, number eight, number eight. Just uh, unlocking my phone. That's very unprofessional. Uh, number eight. It's that pop record. Oh yes, you. So that's 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 on my top yeah, ten. Yeah, it's no, really, sure really, gonna... really high. Yeah, so, yeah. are you gonna have to keep shtum about it until we get to you for it? Or no, no, no. We can talk about it now. I think it's full of straight bangers. It is. It uh, is so song. close to oh, like, the top it's ten. It's the kind for me. of record that I wish had come out when I was getting into music. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like it's aggressive, but it's also like never lets up on the hooks. Mm. The hooks are so good, and also the chord changes are really nice. Like the actual way the songs are written, yeah. it's not just like these typical punk like one, four, five chord progressions. Yeah. It's really interesting the little like touches they have. It's great when they come in with DVP as well. Oh, those yeah. guitars at the beginning of it. Yeah. yeah. When I when I first like because I was <coughs> never really a, like I could never quite sink my teeth into the first pop record. Yeah. Never same, quite. Yeah. Do yeah, it. yeah. I think Reservoir was a really strong song, but nothing could really match it. It's like Lionheart. Maybe Mabu. Really good. Like Mabu. Mabu is a great track as well, but like it didn't it didn't have the like it didn't it didn't feel cohesive to me. I couldn't like yeah. I couldn't get on with it. And when DVP came out, I was like, right, this is the best song I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when... it's a contender for track of the year, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. DVP's way up, way yeah. up there. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Also, like I don't know if you guys said this when you were like out playing dates and just in the band, like with the aux cable. Mm. I would say like five times or uh, like a day. 
on both the tours that I've done this year, someone has stuck on if this tour doesn't kill yeah. you. I <laughs> yeah, it's normally around like you know, just past the halfway point in the tour, yeah. and everyone's like tired as shit, and no one wants to chat. Ratty like, each just, other, yeah, like, just, like, just put on some music, we'll think about something else, mm. and then someone with a sense of humour puts on. Like, <laughs> yeah, if this tour doesn't kill you, it, it breaks the ice every time. It, this was painful to leave out of the top ten. It is brilliant. It's, it's, it's so it's, much it's more cohesive, and I'm, I'm amazed that it's actually this. I, I possibly should have put it closer to number one, but I'm happy with my list. Great. I can't change it now. Can't change it now. <laughs> um, it's in your iPhone, mate. It's in your notes. George, number eight. My number eight is uh, Much Love by Microwave. Okay. Oh, interesting. Really so I don't good. know this band. So I don't know loads about them other than they put out a uh, split with a band who I can't remember the name of because I'm a terrible human being. Um, and they put out a record called Stovall, which I thought was pretty great. And then this one came out, and like it's just <coughs> like really great songs, really well written songs. Mm-hmm. That I just put on over and over again. Great hooks. I can. So what what's it sort of in the vein of? Um, it's kind of got a bit of a basement e vibe to it, okay. I guess. Like, so kind like of grungy, but not but not really. It, I don't know. I'm so bad at like pit, like yeah, putting no, things into bad at that as into, well. po- into boxes, you know. Um, yeah, just, I just right, mate. Not like we're recording a podcast or anything. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a I was a bad choice for this, <laughs> for this thing. So I just re- I just really really like it. Yeah, like I have a couple of records like that this year where I'm just like, it's just good, mate. Yes, just listen to it. Great. It's kind of what I have to say about the Olympians one as well. It's like I'm tired of explaining that band to people. Just listen to it, you idiot. Now, this one got onto my number. My number eight got onto my list um, quite surprisingly. But I think again, like the Black Peaks record, it's great entry point to a genre if you're not quite au fait with the genre. And that genre for me, I'm not really that much of a black metal guy. <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago when I was working in the Hassle Records offices, uh, Charlie Simmons. He, how many shout-outs is he going to get in this fucking? So many thing? because he has. He put, he put on the taste. he put on the wolves on wolves in the throne room record, Almost. and and it was brilliant. Um, and you know, kind of last year you had Death Heaven and Chelsea Wolf, kind of as those entry points to black metal, um, where it's not just so much about the perpetual sort of blast of satanic noise, um, but this year. One album that will just go down as one of the greats of its kind of generation um, is uh, Oathbreaker with Raya. Oh, yeah, yeah, so these guys are from Belgium. Um, amazing. She, I, I don't know her name. I think her name's Caro. Uh, just this amazing vocalist. It is like. Um, uh, so I was trying to describe it to, like I was trying to describe it to my dad the other day because uh, before this kind of album came out, um, I think my dad was more into black metal than me, and that's because he had a Cradle of Filth album in his uh, in his CD yeah. shelf. That's about it. You know, that's how not clued up I was on black metal. But it's like Bjork fronting Converge. Oh, it man. is that's, incredible. Or like Kate Bush fronting great. Death Heaven. Oh. It's incredible, and it's mate. And I it's to to like I said, it's not so much about perpetual blast beats. There's elements of hardcore to it, but it's got these massive, vast guitar mm. passages, really soaring uh, sort of uh, interludes, uh, quite suspenseful. I was walking home from work the other day about eleven o'clock at night. I was on a late shift, and uh, like when I'm walking from the train station to my house, there's a bit where there's no like a uh, street lighting. 
and uh, you're sort of walking through a rope which goes through some woods, mm. and um, and I had to turn this record off because it was so <laughs> suspenseful. <laughs> I thought I was about to die. It, you didn't. Yeah, it is a savage record, but it is still really elegant and just immaculate. If you, even if you don't like black metal, you will love this album. I've, I've put this right to the top of my have to listen to list now. It's I've incredible. Heard, this is the third person to say it's a good record. So I, I, listened, I listened to it one time and I really liked it and a lot of my mates who are a lot more into metal than me, like they've been talking about how great it is. It demands your attention though. You yeah. can't just sit and listen to like three songs and then pick it up later. You yeah. need to block out an hour of your day and listen to it from it start now. to finish. It's, it's great. Um, so yeah, Oathbreaker. Uh, the album's called Raya. R-H-E-I-A. Um... Joey, number seven. Number seven. It's already been mentioned, but Teens of Denial by uh, Casty Headrest. It's a really great record. Really, really good. Teens of Style was probably my favourite one from last year. Very close. Okay. And and I saw, I was lucky enough to see Casty this year when Cassell supported them. And he's like a classic songwriter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so many of his songs, you listen to it and you're like, it feels like you've heard it a million times, mm-hmm. but like you know when mm-hmm. you hear a really classic song, yeah. like you already know how it's gonna go, and it's perfect. You know well, what I mean? You, like you already know how it's gonna go, but it's not. It's not. Um, it's not like predictable. Yeah, exactly. You hear a song and you're like, oh, do, doesn't everyone know this song? It's a classic, right? Yeah. Like, it just it feels timeless. I say like uh, um, Walt Lado from Classy um, uh, Headdress is like I, I will be. I can see him becoming a sort of like. Uh, Neil Youngy, Leonard Cohen, like figure in music yeah. in the years to come because what well, this is like his eleventh record or something, and he's only like twenty four or something. Yeah, like I mean, he's been the guy is honing his craft so well and so quickly. One of the hardest workers in the scene. Yeah, eleventh record at that age. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, and 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 I've seen him live, seen him live twice, and. Uh, <laughs> and it's just this like, is the brilliant thing about recording on an iPhone in a pub because yeah, you just yeah, get all the yeah. back I like that though that's the kind of vibe on Bitch and Brew yeah yeah, you know? yeah yeah I like it um, um, but yeah it, it's 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 uh, I don't know man it's just he's just a classic songwriter and like uh, Teens of Style I think it's probably a more polished release and more like tight release but Teens of Denial from this year it's it's it feels like a statement of intent you know even though there are some tracks on it that aren't perfect it's like you want it. He's so interesting. You want to hear him do a bad song, yeah. Because it's kind of interesting to hear him write something you don't like. You know what I mean? And that's only one or two tracks. The rest is yeah. perfect. It's great. It's a great record. George, number seven. Oh, what's that? Cosy Hebris record called again? Sorry. Teens of Denial. Teens the of one Denial. Last year's Teens of Style. Ah, right. Okay. Sorry. Car- carry on, George. For me, number seven. Is it number seven? Yep, number yeah, seven. Seven year. Dough. Doe! Something's last longer than you. I saw them last night and it just solidified their their, their place in the top top ten for yeah, me. Absolutely. Such a such a brilliant band. Finger guns all the way. Oh, yeah. I, had to try, I had to try you know like I hate those people like, I do it all the time that like I sing along and like point your fingers. I do that quite I do a bit. It, I, I do, do it all the time. time and I have to like stop myself from I doing it. I do that to your bands. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just try not to do it because I, yeah, I don't know where it came from, but I, yeah, but, but yeah, I saw them last night and they're wonderful. The, the songs are brilliant. Like Jake's a wonderful drummer and to be able to sing like that. And they haven't got a bassist either. They have they? Got a bassist. Just two guitars. No, yeah, just oh, two wow. guitars. Do they um, make that sound big? I've never seen. They, them. Yeah, they sound great. They sound really yeah. great. Nick, yeah, Nick, I saw Nick them. Has just started playing a, a, a Fender bass man. Um, 
so she's like uh, got her her uh, strat playing through this uh, basement and it's got oh, like a right, decent like, amount yeah. of decent enough Jim from Cassells has a similar setup where he yeah. plays a guitar through a bass amp and it just sounds yeah. massive mm-hmm. and then he plays. yeah, and this is, yeah that's, that's exactly what they do and Dean's such a wonderful guitarist and a wonderful dude they're just great people and it's, it's definitely one of the best bands of that kind of crop of you know Happy Accidents mm. and Martha and uh, oh God, some won't won't else. I guess you can kind of love keep in that so yeah, that yeah. bracket as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I love that. Especially I know subject bands, basically. yeah, exactly. Well, especially, especially subjects subject. just knocking out of the park. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, great, great people. And we of course had Landy on the first ever Bitch and Brew from Monty oh, really? Dolls. But we'll be talking about them a little bit later. Oh, on. I'm sure we will. Um, so yeah, Doe. Um, what's the name of the record? Uh, uh, some things last longer than you. Yes, and. Um, I'd, I'd have to say my favourite track on it is Anywhere. Mm. I, I would, yeah, that is just brilliant. I love I love Sincere, because I love singing along to it. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, it tests the upper echelons of my terrible vocal range. So. <laughs> Today, the upper echelons of my vocal range are nothing. Yeah. I've got no voice. Yeah, I've got no voice either. <laughs> well, we'll both be having a nice sing later, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. We can warm up. Is that your Morrissey on the chip? Oh, what I say. I was trying to make a list of the records of the year. <laughs> but it's just my name five times. I've got to stop, I can do this. Oh, this, this is um, moving on from your Morrissey impression. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to talk bring the tone down. I want to kind of get a bit serious with this, uh, with my number seven. Um... Cancer fucking sucks, okay? We all yeah. know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I lost my best friend to it last year. He was, uh, he was in his 40s, you know, and I looked at that and I went, that is too fucking young to, you know, he wasn't even a smoker. It's just unfortunate that yeah. he, you know, he, he was just one of the unlucky ones. And I thought, you know, a man in his 40s to lose his life to cancer, it's just, it's way too young. So for one of the greatest musicians in Britain uh, that we ever have to offer uh, to lose, uh, to be lost to cancer before he even turned 30 and before he could walk out with his band onto the stage at Brixton Academy. I didn't realise how affected I was going to be by the passing of Tom Searle this year from Architects. And so my number seven is All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us by Architects. It is just, when you listen to it, when you listen to it after his passing, so he obviously, he was the sort of creative, the creative force of, of Architects, and yeah. so he wrote all the lyrics, and um, you can tell he kind of wrote it as his sort of swan song, and it is um, so affecting when you listen to it after his passing. The what I love about Architects is a few years ago I think they were kind of unfairly lumped into a crop of bands because they would just go on tour with them all the time like Bring Them the Horizon yeah. and Devil Wears Prada to a lesser extent Parkway Drive I've and always considered Architects sort of a cut above that really yes so when Bring the Horizon put out That's the Spirit last year it's a great record but it's a pop record essentially they're yeah, yeah. in that Radio Unvey now and Architects could have done that when they did the Here and Now people panned that record and I loved it yeah. I thought it was a really good change for them but then they obviously did Daybreaker and they did um, uh, Lost, uh, Lost, Lost Forever Lost Together or is it the other way around Lost yeah when they did those two records just kind of bringing it back to the real technical savagery that they're so good at it's like okay so this band aren't holding up at all yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, 
and reading interviews during the making of All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us and hearing Sam Carter, you know, say that there are some real dark things that are driving this record and people going, so what sort of dark things? And his answers were, I'm, I don't want to talk about it. And you knew it was yeah. that, God, you know, Tom record. obviously made this record knowing he was probably never going to make another record again. It is blisteringly heavy and just as good as technical metal gets for me. Um, it's, it, it's a great way to go out, really, isn't it? Yeah. Just absolutely screaming. It's a great record, I do agree with that. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's interesting you say that. I, I, I also didn't realise how affected I would be. Yeah. And when um, his brother wrote that letter, yeah. um, it was like... I remember because I'm not even a huge Architects fan and I don't hate them yeah. I, I think they're a pretty good band but I hadn't listened to that record yet and I was like oh it was kind of from Architects Diet I just saw it on my phone and yeah. I was like that's really peak he must have been really young like, and I looked at it and I read that letter from his brother yeah. I was in King Cross Station about to go to Edinburgh and I was actually listening to that Tiny Moving Parts record and I was just literally I had to put sunglasses on because I was crying I just couldn't fucking deal with it because it's there's just clearly so much love in that letter. And I, I didn't know any of the guys personally. I know friends who are friends with them. So, you know, having some friends on social media, they were really going through a tough time. Sure. And also, uh, I saw excerpts at What The Fest this year, and Murray is obviously very close with Architects. I believe he lives with a couple of the guys. I think he's Ali's housemate. Yeah, so... Um, when they dedicated There Is Only You to Tom Searle, um, I lost him, man. I, I was, yeah, yeah um, it was really, really tough. Our, me and our friends were all in tears over it, but all our gods have abandoned us. Let's just, if they split up, then we can't blame them for that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. what a record to just end up as a, as a tribute to Tom through, you know, Tom's own medium, you know? Yeah, uh, in- incredible. All I've got to abandon by Architects is my number seven. It's fantastic. Um, Joey, number six. Well, bringing it right back to, 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 to the fun, okay. I'm going to say the crying record that came out this year, and it really stuck under my guard, man. Like, uh, it came out quite recently, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And um, it, it's called Beyond the Fleeting Gales. Okay. The whole aesthetic of the artwork looks like a 70s Rush record. <laughs> like this really like like crass font and like a painting of like a field and stuff on it. And it sounds, I'm trying to describe this to people, it kind of sounds like if Anamanaguchi and Rush collaborated to make a lo-fi pop record in 2016. It's great. It's awesome. just, like, it's so upbeat, it's so cheery, like, you can't not smile when you listen to it, but that doesn't mean the lyrics are flippant, like, the lyrics are really serious, like, like one of the lead singer songs is about coming out to their family, and it's, it's called, I think it's called There Was A Door, and it's so good. And, um, it, it, that just... It's so fun. It's just yeah. so fun. And like you li- I listen to it and I it has all these elements in music that I wouldn't like normally. Like I don't like that sort of seventies prog sound and stuff like this. But they just took all of these elements that I don't like and made a record that is just like straight bangers all the way through. Any one song in there, I would dance. It's so good. Right. So fun. So crying and the name of the record is Beyond the Fleeting Gales. Brilliant. Yeah. So prog. So prog. And yeah, and yeah, all the songs are like three minute pop songs. It's great. 
great. George, number number six. I forgot what we were doing. I was too carried away Just with uh, listening to. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So yeah, the new. Uh, I don't know how to say the name of the record. Aben Aben what dropped? Abendrum? I don't know. Abendrum? But it's the new You Blew It record. Okay. It came oh. out, it so came I've heard out. a lot about this band. <laughs> it feels like this is building up to something really big. Is this the big thing? Um, I hope so for them, because they're great dudes. Um, and Evan, Evan Weiss from Into It Over It, who I'm going to talk about at length uh, later on, uh, is... Um, that's unsurprising though, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. come on, yeah. Um, but he produced this record. It's the second one he's produced with them. Um, and it's it's like a it's a really great like progression from what they did before. So sorry, there was a little bit of a cut off there because we had an impromptu piss break and we moved uh, moved to a slightly quieter table. But it's slightly quieter. Well, and then well, I, I, they... had a, I had a sulk when I was negotiating my fee, which I believe is four hundred pounds. Yes, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is being given to a charity. Yeah, the, the Joey Ashworth Foundation for yeah. buying me cigarettes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, and we had an impromptu piss break and some, uh, you know, we moved to a slightly quieter part of Weatherspoons. You know, <laughs> that banter is unpredictable. It can strike at the worst time. But, uh, George, bef- before, before we took our break, um, uh, you were talking about Evan Weiss producing the You Blew It record, which is your number six album. Six, yes. yeah, that's right. Yeah, cool. yeah. It's absolutely brilliant, man. Um, it's a real progression for them. Uh, in terms of like songwriting, it's like re- earlier they were very punky um, with like lots of like twiddly mathy parts, like a proper emo band kind of thing, um, or emo revival band. Um, and then yeah, this new one is just it's just phenomenal. Like uh, I would like I watched the, I watched them in the studio like with Evan and he was like talking about stuff and I just I just really enjoy like the I really enjoy like studio. Videos, but it's really funny when you like kind of know, sort of know the people involved and like yeah. the way that they talk about like their craft. And it's, it's just so, it's just such a like yes. great record. I just, how, it's how I feel every time I hear Creeper talking about their concept, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you blew in the name of the record? Uh, Abendrot. 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 I'm not sure yeah. how to say it. Where are they from? They're Canadian. No, they're, they're, they're American. They're from Florida way. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, but like they kind of live all over the country a little bit and then they all like get together. Um, it's they're just brilliant. That's right. Yeah, it's really, really, it's really great. So, in, such an inspiring record. So, is it yes. my number six? No, you've done your number six, haven't you? Yeah, that was the uh, crying record. Yeah, yes. it's really, really. So, my number six. There was a reason I said that uh, DVBP, DVB, DVP yeah. by Pop was one of the songs of the year. Right. But as brilliant as it is, it can't be the opening track on my number six. Uh, record of the year because the best track of this year is Fake ID by Joyce Manor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. What do you think about Kanye West? I think that he's great. I think he's the best. <laughs> like, so, that's so good. So Cody by Joyce Manor. Um, I remember um, again. Charlie Simmons putting this uh, putting Never Hung Over Again into his top albums of 2014 and I went a lot of people are talking about this and I remember it was just a sort of instantly falling in love with it mm. and so this album my expectations were sky high and they were definitely met yeah um, it's really great how it's not as instantaneous yeah. as, as Never Hung Over Again it is an album that takes a few lessons 
uh, it's a little bit more uh, versatile, a little bit more expansive. You know, they're going to sort of full acoustic bits. You yeah. know, do you ever want to not get better? I think it's called. It's the acoustic song on it, which is just absolute heartbreak in a song. Mm. Um, and then you know the sort of uh, over before it began. Uh, you know, a slightly slower song, but then they've still got those two-minute bangers like Fake ID and 18, yeah. and that final song as well. This song is a mess, but so am I. Um, <laughs> brilliant power pop, two minutes, get in, get out, but it's also a little bit more expansive. I think it opens, you know, them to a, a whole new world of possibilities for that band. And uh, yeah, Fake ID, I can't deny, is my track of uh, of, uh, of 2016. It's my favourite song. Play it on loop mm. all the time. Sick. Um, and maybe it falls a little bit victim to the best track on the album being the opening track. Oh yeah. But yeah. I think I think it, the rest of the album does fairly well at kind of keeping up with mm. Fake mm. ID. Mm. So Cody by Joyce Manor is my number six. We are into the top five now. So this is serious business. Crunch time. Now, Joey, while we we're taking the piss break, you were saying that crying is the sort of last on your list of hashtag emo revival yeah, that's kind right. of uh, artists. Yeah. Uh, I... Oh, I wish it was the same for me. Yeah, no. Well, that's sort of what I was saying. I was like, partly because like this year I've been listening less to that kind of thing. Um, I mean, still a bunch of sick records from that scene came out this year. Uh, but like, I've been well, the stuff that's really hit home for me has been not that. Uh, uh, and also because I was just saying today, like when I'm in a room with George Phillips of Sadbird, it does not behoove me to start talking about emo revival when I have the number one expert right here. <laughs> like I feel like I'll say something, I'll say something here, like, oh that cry record is really good, yeah, it's really good, and you'll be like, yeah, it's pretty good, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That makes me sound like an asshole. No, it makes me sound like a connoisseur. Well, to be well, to be fair, I did see crying when I was in Chicago, and yeah. I have I have liked them for a long time. No, so. to be fair, actually, I I, I do want to say that I did. Bodega Run, did. Bodega Run, it's like one of the best songs ever. It's like the, <laughs> she uh, wasn't talking. No, about no, but like the <laughs> earliest, the earlier stuff was like so much like that Anna Managuchi yeah, stuff, yeah, like yeah, Chichi, no, yeah, yeah, and yeah. now and now they've they've really they've really progressed their sound. Yeah, because I remember listening to Get Old when it came out and being like, oh, this is pretty good. Mm, like mm. I was a bit like it was a bit of a gimmick. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does what it says on the tin. Yeah. Has some chip tune beats, has an emo vocalist. That's mm. pretty much all, I, all, all I'm coming to here. And this record is blindsided. Yeah, it's, I've already talked so, about it. So, Crying was your last emo revival. It was the last uh, one. Hashtag emo revival. Hashtag emo revival. So, what is your number five? Well, I am going number five with a bullet, the baitest possible. Um, record to put in your album of the year, list of 2016. It is the new Radiohead. <laughs> okay, Moon Shaped Pool, right? Moon Shaped Pool, yeah, it's just so good, man. Like, I feel like I kind of missed the boat with Radiohead. Yeah, being I, a little bit younger, I suppose. I'm not sure. No, I, I know people that are younger than me that are into Radiohead, but I've just never really, I never really got on the boat with them. I'm yeah, not yeah. sure. I don't know whether it's just I haven't found the right time to get into them yet. But tell me about Moon Shaped Pool. It's just, yeah, tell me because I haven't listened to it yet. Right, so it's just. I don't know how I describe this. I'm so hilariously I'm bad at describing music. Here we are in a music podcast. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's it, it's not a huge departure, but like Radiohead have always just like had a really great way of creating something that's really atmospheric, but it's not post rock. It's quite mathy, but it's not math rock. It's um, it, it's really um, processed and electronic in places, but you couldn't call it like a, a dance record or an electro record. They're always it always just sounds like Radiohead. And this record sort of benefits from that 
unique thing that they have. It's also really catchy. The lyrics, I think, are really strong. And Dumb Milk, I think, has been criticised before for having quite, you know, abstract lyrics, um, which I think is kind of his strength, actually. Mm. But this one has a couple of lyrics that really hit home. It's really, really good. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it was great. It's got it's got a couple of danceable bits. Like people will ne- always say with Radiohead, like, oh yeah, it's a bit depressing, isn't it? It's got a funny voice. What you forget is how many fucking danceable bangers they put or, or tracks. Not necessarily hooky, but the, the work that goes into their beats is is, is fantastic. So, yeah. uh, is it a good album for them to sort of put out right before they headline Glastonbury next year? Does it have the sort of material that will make it into the set and will make it? That's a really good question because I mean, Radiohead are always going to be the kind of band where that you can answer that question a million ways. Because yeah. in a way, they haven't put anything stadium worthy out since like OK Computer, and they haven't wanted to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, mean like, uh, I think in Rainbows might have been the closest thing. Yeah, sure. Like for me, like Radiohead always feels like close music. You know what I mean? Mm. You want to listen to it on in-ear headphones. Mm. Shakes from drinking so much coffee. Really? Oh no, that sounds like a sound bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, actually, that is a lyric from the next record. That I have. Oh, really? Um, so, yeah, like, it, I, I, I mean, Radiohead, are, 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 when they're playing Glastonbury, it will be massive, it will be amazing, but I don't think that, like, Kid A, which is, this is not a controversial opinion, but one of my favourite albums ever, and one of, one of their best albums, I don't think that's a stadium record, right? Like, that's a, like, like a club record, if you, okay. if you really want to, like, I want to listen to it on a nice sound system that's relatively close and dancing with people. Uh, Glastonbury doesn't feel like the place I want to be listening to, to Kid A. So, for a radio headset, I'm sure these, these tracks will make it in, because I think they're really fucking solid. It's got a couple of really nice down tracks, like piano ballads and stuff, like, that could really bring everyone together at a festival. Uh, but it being a festival record, I don't think so. Okay, you know I mean? I've seen this on a few of my friends' album of the year list, so I think this might be the opportunity to actually get into Radiohead. So yeah. it's a moonshape pool. And yeah. it was nominated for Mercury Prize as well. It was, yeah. I've got um, an embarrassing number on this half of the list of Mercury nominated records, okay. actually. Oh, no, that's cool. Um, so, uh, George, number five, you were saying it's got heavily coffee-based lyrics. Well, well, their earlier stuff... Their earlier stuff had very, uh, very coffee-based lyrics. No, it's, um, Holy Ghost by Modern Baseball. Hi-yo. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. Like, the first, like, the, for the fact that it's... So, spin, so, so good. The fact that it's split into two halves, like, the fact that it's about the death of, uh, your man. I think his name is... Uh, it's Jake. 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 Jacob's granddad. Jake. And that, that opening track where he's basically just playing an acoustic guitar in his bathroom. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I, and I love the I love the harmony when because when the harmony yeah, comes the harmony in, comes it, it's like and like he just has to like work up into it. I, lo- I, I love that about modern baseball how it. they've turned like the bits where they feel a little bit uncomfortable about how they sing or something like that into what makes them great yeah. like people try and get that sound now like mm. kids making new bands like you hear them doing that sort of like yeah sound mm. like, it's great I love that when it kicks great. into Wedding Singer as well oh, man watching watching as soon as I heard that as soon as I heard that track I was like okay this record's going to be alright yeah. and, um, and Apple Cider Don't Mind like um that's such a great song. Uh, it's the second half that is really quite affecting because it gets very, yeah, very heavy very well, quickly. Well, they, they they had that little uh, they put out a little um, video. It's incredible, like, tripping in the dark. Really, right? really, really lovely little video about, and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" It's gonna, you know, I just I've just always been 
ever since I first heard that band, I just was like, yeah, this, they're, they're great. Oh, no, actually, that's not true. When I first heard them, I thought that it was, like, the, there were too many references to, like, tweets, mm-hmm. and, like, on my mobile phone, and looking at it, I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't want that in my music, but I've got to, yeah, I'd rather spend my mornings. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, looking, at, looking at Facebook or whatever, whatever forever. Whatever forever. Yeah, yeah, but whatever. Like, I just love them, and I love the record. I think, I think it's brilliant. They're so cute. No amount of aspirin or pizza yeah. can, can stop, stop this from hurting. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, so great. It's, it's, it's one of those bands where just the lyrics imprint themselves in your mind, don't they? Because it's just like. Mm. I, wish, I wish it wasn't so relatable, but. You know oh, what? Oh, yeah, I know. It's, it's horrible how relatable it is. But it's a real grown up. Yep. Progression Absolutely. from uh, from oh what's the last record called? Um, that was whatever forever wasn't it? The last no, one? no, no, it's it was called. Um, you're gonna miss it you're all. Gonna miss it you're all. gonna miss it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a natural progression from that out. It's, mm. I mean, it's grown up, but it's still very juvenile in places in a good way. Everyone thinks juvenile is like, you know, a bad word, but yeah. I think I think so another. Although like, right? <laughs> 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 I think just what like just really quickly one last thing on the record. I think like, what. Another thing about it was it was a really great, really it was really great that uh, Sean came out. Is it Sean? It's not Sean, is it? It's um, no, it's Sean. is it Sean? Who's the who's the who's the other singer? That's Brendan. Not Jake. Brendan. Brendan. Brendan Lukens. Yeah, Brendan Lukens came out and was like, I, I'm really struggling with things. Like yeah. everything's going really wrong for me, and like I need to take some time to like find myself and I think it's so impressive that he did as well that he did it there was so much pressure on those guys yeah. about our record yeah. they could have rushed it yeah. and it probably wouldn't tell was mental health and yeah. what he did was turn that weakness into his strength and that's so admirable and that and that like that that's something that I think is yeah super important is like starting to talk about those things because you know, there's such a stigma too yeah. like bad mental health and yes. do you, like all that shit with Kanye recently and everyone talking yeah. about how, you know like, it's like oh he's got, he's got loads of money like how can he feel sad it's like just, you just don't get it yeah. like, that's not that's not how it yeah. works that's like, not that's like that terrible I, I, don't, I, don't to, I don't want to turn it into like a you know like talk, talk about that but no, it's I, cool. I, I genuinely think that it's, no, I genuinely yeah. think that I, it's I really great I don't think great. anyone in their right mind can disagree mm. with you on that yeah so. um, but my so your number five is Modern Baseball Holy Ghost. Yeah. My number five is Modern Baseball Holy Ghost. <laughs> That's great because I had so much more to say about it. Um, you know what? Uh, I, I, I don't know where people... I heard this on uh, a, a different podcast. Apparently the uh, sort of inspiration to split it into two halves. Right. So it's not like a double album no. as such because it is the same sort of length as... It's 11 songs, isn't it? So yeah. it's kind of split in half but apparently the... Um, uh, the main uh, influence behind doing that side of that sort of two two sided coin was Speakbox and the Love Below by Outcast. Oh really? Yes. That is. I love them even more now. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, the thing that I love about this record, right, is I had loads of friends who were like, most of the very friends don't really listen to, like this kind of music. <coughs> sort of like emo, sort of uh, dare I say it, sort of pop punky sort of stuff. Mm. Um, and uh, they. I, I was always hesitant saying to my mates, like, oh, I really like modern baseball, because they were like, that's a pop punk band, don't like it. Yeah. So I'd be like, yeah, I was actually just, you know, listening to the new Radiohead record, sick. You know, um, uh, which is true. But. I remember me and Zach from I Told You I'd Eat You and HMLTD were um, going with my nephew to go and see modern baseball and we hooked up with you as well, mm. right? Um, and uh, Was this at the Dome? Tuffman Park? Uh, it was Camden 
somewhere. Electric ballroom. Electric ballroom. Yes, that's right. It was the electric ballroom. Yeah, with sorority noise. That's right. Yeah, that's great. And a really fun show. And I went with my nephew. I remember saying to Zach, oh, I've got a spare ticket. Do you want to come, mate? And Zach being like... I don't like this band really at all. I mean, being like, I knew it. I knew my friends who like indie music wouldn't like this band. I shouldn't have mentioned it. As that came, it was like this is the best live show I've seen in years. It's great. Because <laughs> it's so fun. More than that, though, when this record came out, Holy Ghost, all those people were messaging me saying, hey, have you heard this new like uh, indie power pop band called Modern Baseball? And I was like, indie yeah, pop. yeah, I've heard of an emo band, Modern Baseball. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, the indie power pop band, Modern Baseball. And what they did was so smart. They released that record. They produced it slightly differently, but not so differently that it's a different band. Yeah. They were really smart by the way they marketed it and stuff like that. It's all like business stuff, talking shop, but I love this. And they managed to recontextualise their whole back catalogue. Mm. So like my best mate, who hates like pop and stuff like that, um, my mate Fifi, who was like, man... I, you like modern baseball, right? I thought you said they were like a, a pop punk band. And I was like, well, they kind of are, mm. really. Like, yeah. yeah, so like power chords and stuff like that. And he was like, no, man, you're wrong. This is power pop and it's great. And he'd gone back and he listened to all their old records, not just early guys, like yeah. all of it. It was like, yeah, it's great. And the, the, the trick is, they got a good review from Pitchfork. And so now everyone's like, oh, yeah, I don't like pop punk. So this might be power pop. It's great. It's, uh, it's so smart. I, I love that record so much. That's my number five, anyway. Number four, Joey. We're going back to you again. Back to me. Why am I so stupid? I keep turning my f- bloody phone off. Um, I believe, though, this one I was listening to on the way here, it absolutely banged. It only recently came out, but it's the new Tribe Called Quest album. They brought out a new album this they year? They did. I thought they split up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came back. That is the shortest oh, split yeah. up. That's where they split up last year. What's the deal with these bands breaking up and coming back? Because Five Dog died, and oh, so yeah. yeah, well they were making it, and I think they were like, well they might as well, you know, yeah, it just, it just slaps. What can I say? I'm saying there's a lot. It's, it's just like every verse is really solid. It has that that, that feel a great '90s hip hop has, where it has like really nice swing to it and like the verses sound timeless in that way but it's also clearly from 2016 like it's just absolutely and Tip he's still yeah absolutely he's still smashing it yeah everyone that record is absolutely smashing it it's so good and like I'd forgotten how much I liked it because when when it came out uh, I was in my living room with uh, my housemate and he was like I was like wait what's this this is fucking like, great, like, I've hmm. not heard this before. And he was like, man, it's Tribe Called Quest. And I was like, oh, is this like one of the classic ones? I don't recognise it. He was like, nah, this came out like a week ago. And I was like, oh, nah, that explains why it sounds so crisp. Because yeah. it's like really well produced. And like, yeah, they're just going in. Absolutely fantastic. Well, I didn't even know they brought out a record this year, so that is exciting for me. Yeah, I need to check it out. Yeah. Um, okay, so Tribe Called Quest. And what, what do you know that. Uh, I think it's called. Thank you for your service. We'll take it from here. I think. Let me just double check. That's a solid album. Yeah, it's really good. Let me double check. I literally was just listening to it on Spotify, so I want to make sure I'm saying that correct. Uh, but yeah, wait. Where is it? You can delete this. Yeah, we got it from here. Thank you for your service. All right. Yeah, and it came out 11th of November, so really, really recently. Really, really recently. Yeah, and it's exactly an hour long. Um, oh, it's good. George, number four. <coughs> Tancred. Oh, yeah, solid. Really yeah. good choice. Unbelievable. It came out in, like, January 
earlier this year and I was like this is this is going to be in my top 10 records and it was and I, I recently got to see Tancred uh, when she was over with uh, Into It Over It um, okay. but not only did I see her like perform acoustically before those songs acoustically and some of the older or the older Tancred ones as well but I got to see her perform with Evan and Josh from uh, Into It Over It and that like made me fall in love with the songs even more and like she shreds so hard she's really like just just a wonderful songwriter and, I, and, I, and it, it annoys me how like little press that record got because it's yeah, really good it came out on like poly, polyvinyl I think yeah polyvinyl. it's not like a pretty decent label yeah and I just, she used to be on No Sleep right uh, I think Now Now were on No Sleep because okay. she was in No Sleep oh no she was on Top Shelf yeah. that, that, that record came out on Top Shelf that first one um, well the second one called The Ring anyway really right. brilliant really really brilliant brilliant great songs like there's one song in particular called Sell Your Head I think it's called and it's got like and it just makes me want to like write short little snappy pop songs, which is basically I what I like that. yeah, okay, it's just yeah, right really there. just want to make me like write yeah, love listening to it. Great bass playing, like great drumming, wonderful, absolutely brilliant, awesome. Love it. Tancred, your number four. Uh, my number four. Out the out of the garden, I think it's called. Out of the garden. Out of the garden. Tancred, okay. out of the garden. Yeah. I am so happy that I finally get to talk about this record. After it was mentioned earlier, I had to bottle it up, and it has killed me. My number four is the White Album by Weezer. Yes. Yes. It's so <laughs> I don't get everyone's beef with uh, everything will be all right in the end, which they put out the year before last, I think. Uh, Back yeah. to the Shack was like, oh my god, this is what I want from Weezer. Right. Um, and the album was really, really good. I I don't see why people had a beef with it. My only problem with that was I found like Back to the Shack and that a bit. Sounds like a really wanky thing to say, but I found it a bit patronising. Okay. Me. You know what I mean? It was. I felt like Rivers came over and oh, is this what you want? Oh, fine <laughs> then. I'll do this for you, you idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I felt a little bit like he was talking down to me. Mm. Um, like you know, what a shack, man. Um, like, like I don't know. And and uh, this album is just. Rivers Cuomo being whatever Rivers Cuomo wants to be and it's so many things he is in my opinion the absolute king of pop culture yeah. if you watch the music videos that they put out you know obviously when they did Pork and Beans it was all based around viral videos yeah. and the video for California Kids which is the opening song on this record which I'm Such when true. it comes in with those guitars and the seagulls at the beginning the da, 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 it, it just makes you sway from side to side, side, side. Like, genuinely, <laughs> um, and at the end to the, and at the end of the video, it's got the kids from the Damn Daniel vines. Damn Rivers. That video came out like so recently, yeah. like, so quickly yeah. after that that vine peaked. Like that was amazing the way they did. The that, way like. the way he soaks up pop culture and also the 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 fifties influence as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, girl, we got a good thing. You can tell he still has. Uh, an absolute, uh, you know, undying influence from bands like the Beach Boys or yeah. like 50s rock and roll. Um, but also songs, you know, this is, as people have been saying, it's their best album since the Green Album, yeah. in my opinion. And I like the Red Album, I like Maladroit. Um, that's my, that's, that's my favourite Weezer record. What, Maladroit? Yeah. Really? yeah. Oh, so I must say, it's got some good jams on it's it. Got some Burnt jam. Awesome. So good. Yeah. So um, good. Um, just really quickly on Weezer, um, if you haven't heard it, you should listen to the Song Exploder podcast with Rivers. It's so good. It's so good. He, talk, he talks about his songwriting process and how he like 
Is this a podcast that he hosts? No, no, no. No, he he was just a guest on it. Um, This guy called Ricky K. Sherway um, has people on and they talk about their songwriting process and what they, how they wrote their songs, and uh, there's some really good ones. Um, cool. the, one with, yeah. the one with Rivers is really interesting. They did, um, yeah, Hershkish Hoey did one with um, uh, American Football as well, one mm. with Bards as well, and one with uh, Postal Service. Death Cab for QE, yeah. Death Cab, oh, Death Cab. Yeah, was it Death Cab? No, it was just Postal Service. Oh, it was just Postal Service. Maybe, maybe uh, he did Death Cab. Yeah. Well. Um, he did one for the Ghostface Killer record that came out oh, wow. last year or year before as well. Because Ghostface has been yeah. killing it, <laughs> no one's talking about that. Yeah. But, um, I don't think there's anything this year. Cool. All right. Are we, are we yeah. on to track three? Yeah, we are just... Oh, and L.A. Girls as oh. well. Yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's, a sequence, there's a sequence on that record, like, I think it's uh, called Drunk, something in Drunk Dory. Oh, Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory. Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory. It's such a great song, and then, like, it, it, sque- it squeezes into the next song and flows into the next song, and that, that sequence, was, that, that was, like, my favourite bit. Me and my friend James met... I, my friend James from uh, Murder House, Sword Lonely, great dude. Shout out to that yeah. mofo. Um, we like we went on a little tour with them, and like we just annoyed everybody all week long by just blasting that record. Like everybody, everybody, everybody in my band, like, everybody in Fresh, really doesn't like that record because of how because of how much I played it on that weekend. I played it all the time to the point that it got annoying. But it's one of there, there's nothing like a really. I should have put it in my top ten. <laughs> there is nothing like a really fucking brilliant. Weezer record for you to go oh my god I forgot how fucking brilliant Weezer are yeah exactly the best yeah. I, so good so good the White Album by Weezer is my number four yeah, uh, so right excellent choice Joey uh, so we're in the uh, top three top three now it's getting tight it's getting real for me again uh Absolute pitchfork bait right here, but it's Black Star with Dimbo. Okay. Which for me, that's just so good. I even like David Bowie. I actually really can't get down with a lot of David Bowie. I was going to ask how affected because obviously we talked about Tom Searle earlier. Yeah. To, this year's been shit for that. Like you know. Oh my god. You yeah. know. I I think we. We don't need to explain that on this podcast. Everyone yeah. knows how awful it's been. But how affected were you by uh, by Bowie's uh, Bowie's death? I'm honestly not not hugely. I mean, obviously, someone dying is really sad. But I mean, I sort of have you know vague problems with some you know problematic stuff he's done and stuff. Um, and I don't I, I don't I don't fuck with a lot of his music. But when Blackstar came out, I was like, well, everyone's saying this is great. I should probably give it a listen. And it just blew me away. Like I didn't expect that proper electronic sort of avant jazz thing mm. to come out. It's really funny, at the time Stuart Lee wrote an article about how he didn't like David Bowie and how he was in a record store and heard a great sort of avant-garde jazz record playing over the speakers and the speakers were like, oh holy shit, what's this? And they were like, oh it's uh, David Bowie's final album? And he was like, oh fuck, I guess I've got to like David Bowie now. And that's kind of how I felt. Like it's it, it's the production is amazing. The mood that's built, like the lead single, is ten minutes long, and I'm ge- I genuinely don't think there's a dull moment in it. It's La- Lazarus. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. No, um, Black Star itself is definitely. Oh, long. okay. Uh, Lazarus is for sure. Yeah, Lazarus. Um, I think my dad's going to go see that Lazarus musical yeah, events yeah, in I'm town, sure, and yeah, Michael yeah. C. Hall from Dexter yeah, in the yeah. lead role. Incredible. Yeah, I I I I think you've summed it up perfectly there. Yeah, it's um, great, so, George, number three. This is, this is... It was really difficult to choose, like, a top three. Yeah. Like, 
because this record, like this year, has been amazing. But like this dude has when I when I first heard Jeff Rosenstock's new record Worry, uh, it was it. I was, I was like, this is this is it. This is the one. I remember the first time I heard like De- Jeff Rosenstock's fir- like f- the first record that I heard, which was <laughs> called. Um, no, it was it was a Rosenstock one. I'd never heard of Bomb Music Industry before. Uh, but the one, like the one, the one that is the one that isn't. I look like shit because I love the I love the name of the record. I look like shit. But it, ca- it came on and I was like, oh, okay, here we go with another like acoustic-y, like single songwritery yeah. bullshit record. But it was unbelievable. Great songwriting and the sequence of this rap. Like I just just go out and listen to it, man. It's I, c- I can't like put it into words how good it is. <laughs> like it's a really good. Rap. I, I feel like I really need to get into Jeff Rose. He he appears several times on uh, one of my favorite podcasts. Shout out going off track. Mm. Uh, mm. He appears several times on that as like yeah. a guest host. And it, like the way the way that he like changed uh, the like the way that he distributed his music because he realised that people weren't like buying records anymore. So he was like, right, okay, if you want to pay for it, you can. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. And like, yeah, I just just got so much time right, for him. He's like a really smart guy. Like mm. I really like the stuff he says. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, like that opening track for me is, is one of my tracks of the year, even though that record isn't in my top ten. That long said to me, yeah, yeah that's just oh, crazy. It's such a great song. It reminds right, me man. a little bit of um, bits and pieces of John Brown. John oh, Brown. cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I find uh, it's funny because a lot of these bands, because of the scene they're in, they're not like compared to these other like quote unquote indie artists or whatever. Mm. But I listen to that obviously Jeff Rosenstock has this whole punk thing that, that John Grant doesn't really doesn't really fuck with. Mm. But that first track in this a big sort of che- really cheery over the top um, melody but the lyrics are really dark and upsetting. It reminds me of that, you know, that John Grant song, Greatest Motherfucker? Mm. Yeah. It sounds like uh, you know like a like a classic pop song. I mean you listen to it and it's just him spiralling down and down with his feelings and mm. amazing yeah wow yeah, just, okay. just, just, great great lyricist great songwriter great great record yeah so Jeff, Jeff Rosenstock worry yeah um, okay so with my number three um, well my top three all three of these albums have battled it out for the number one spot they have all been number one at different points in the year yes uh, my number three uh, I didn't really know much about the band apart from a quick 30 second teaser of the first song I heard when they started promoting the album and instantly when it uh, when it comes in just with absolutely soaring guitars and just it's swelling and just so powerful and passionate and miserable and emotional um, uh, it's Tired of Tomorrow by Nothing Oh, that's such a good challenge. So everyone was going on about nothing when they put out, is it Guilty of Everything, their mm-hmm. last record? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember reading a lot about nothing, about, you know, uh, uh, what is it, Nicky, the, the front man, has had a pretty tough time in the past. He's done time for, I believe it was uh, manslaughter, it might have been. Uh, you know, they've, they've come from a real dark past. And um, I watched the, the the sort of documentary making of this record, and it was originally going to come out on uh, Jeff Rickley's label. Oh, so they signed to Jeff Rickley's label. They were on Relapse Records, which was surprising for a lot of people when you consider Relapse's, you know, Neurosis and lots of grindcore bands. And so this sort of shoegazy... Alt rock, very serene band. Um, 
you know, last year I fell in love with that turnover record, really sort of towards the end of the year, like too late for it to go in my top 10. And then I heard it and I was like, fuck, like, you know, I'm so gutted this isn't in my top 10. This is like that, but with just a total sort of other dimension of just massive sounding guitars. They are catastrophically loud and he just Nicky just sounds so tortured on this record it's such a he's just fucking miserable all the time <laughs> but yeah it was going to go out on uh, Jeff Rickley's label and then uh, there was the sort of scandal with uh, Martin Shkreli yeah. obviously being a shareholder in Rickley's label and so, so they went they back over to Relapse right? yeah um, so I'm really sorry to interrupt but I suddenly need to pee insanely badly go I don't want to cut I you did off. this for you when I interviewed you for Upset Magazine I just yeah. cut you off and go I need a piss yeah man I think it's going to just down the point of water we can cut this bit out but um, actually uh, while, while I do this if you have liked this podcast then go and subscribe on iTunes oh yeah SoundCloud and we're now on Acast oh cool so if you've got one of those cool Android devices <laughs> you can go and listen to my podcast on the go as well even though you can do that with SoundCloud you know but Acast uh, we're on there as well I think it's acast.com forward slash bitch and brew cool um, and then soundcloud.com forward slash rr bitch and brew Brandon's reviews uh, and then on iTunes you can just search Bitch and Brew and it comes up. But, um, it's a great name, by the way. Thank you. It's a great it, name. It was a play on the Miles Davis album, uh, Bitches, Bitches Brew. Yeah. yeah. Um, I assumed that was <laughs> what it yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you've liked this podcast, go and subscribe. That is the piss break plug over. Sorry, I've got a chance to plug uh, go and subscribe. Oh, sick, good. Um, right, so, yeah, um, nothing, tired of tomorrow. Uh, just a massive uh, shoegazy, loud noise that is just so lyrically tortured, but uh, it's got some genuinely heartbreaking moments on there. Um, I think he also went through like a lot of bereavement as well while writing that record, so... Yeah, just a horrifically tortured, but just ultimately so cathartic and so powerful and passionate. So, Tired of Tomorrow by Nothing is my number three. Um, so, does that mean we're on to number two now? I guess we're about to right, take a big old number two together. We've, we've, <laughs> we've gone on a bit. So, Joey, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is uh, Chance the Rapper Colouring Book. Okay. It's immense. The production is so solid. Um, like we were talking a bit earlier about um, Life of Pablo with Kanye West, and I was saying how Chance's verse at the beginning, quite apart from like Kanye being a genius putting someone else's verse as the first verse on the record, that's great. Um, I remember listening to that and being like, oh, like this is one of the best verses I've heard all year. This is so good. And then, and because like, that verse is sort of about him getting ready to put out his next record, and I was like, man, I hope that record's as good as this verse whole thing is as good as that verse <laughs> like, and I mean Kanye was taking a risk putting him on the beginning of his record because like everyone was going to go oh I wonder which is better the Chance record or the Kanye record and it is by streets the Chance record like Colouring Book is so good the bit at the end the choir singing which has like Anderson Pack in it and stuff like the choir is itself made up of a bunch of amazing artists like it's just great and there's a bit like in the middle always like remember the happy thoughts 
don't forget the happy thoughts. And whenever I'm sad, like in the back of my head, I can hear like I can see Chance Rapper's like smiling face, and he's like doing a little dance like in one of his videos, and he just says, "Joey, don't forget the happy thoughts." And yeah, it's great. Like right. the, the guy is just an absolute genius, and people keep saying he's the next Kanye and stuff, but I think that that actually does him a disservice because he's a totally different kind of artist. He's a fantastic singer. He's a like he's got a great ear for a beat as well. Like yeah. the guy just. Everyone listen to this record. It's so 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 good. Like awesome, really good. George, number two. Pop. If, if, uh, yes. Pop again. Yes, pop. It's the best. It's the best. Yeah. Have we said everything about? I think I don't. Well, just bang her off. It's, it's, it's just. It's just. It's just a perfect record. Like, awesome. I love it. I love it. I love I'm so it. pleased that that's that high in your list because <laughs> I felt okay. so bad about not doing it. It was in at one point and then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I think I think I've listened to it so much. Like that's what I've kind of based this on is how the records I've like really listened yeah, to loads, yeah. and loads and loads and loads and, and loads. what has stuck throughout the year as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. and this uh, is like definitely. Like, and uh, my number two, uh, which is one that stuck from with me throughout the year. I think it came out in around March time, and I've just gone back to it so many times. My number two is from Kaplan's Bell Size by Muncie Girls. Ah, uh, yes. This band is what British punk needs right now. I find. The, some of these sort of socio-political punk bands, um, I find it can get a little bit nauseating at times. Um, like, I used to love the King Blues, right? Right. Well, yeah. Um, lot of speculation around it at the moment. We won't go into it, but the they came back and it was like, oh my god, the King Blues are back, and then they came out with this uh, this EP, which was just an absolute pony. Um, I find sometimes when uh, bands get super political um, I think they can kind of be distracted from just writing really brilliant songs and Muncie Girls do not fall victim to that um, Landy who is a guest on this podcast before is one of my favourite lyricists uh, she's just awesome uh, all the guys uh, all you know uh, Dean and Luke in the band are just awesome as well I, I just want to say if Luke is listening if Dean is listening I called Dean Luke the other day and I'm sorry about that sorry and you just did it again? Yeah, I just did it again. Because <laughs> I, I was really worried. But like, I made a cool, I did a cool little song because he was outside against me, and I was like, "Hey, man, what's up, Dean?" He was like, "Yes." Yeah, no, it was Dean. It wasn't Luke. See, no, like, I, I can't get it right. So you fucked it. Right. You fucked it. Oh, right. I saw them at that festival that we were talking about earlier on. The, what the fest? What the fest? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I was so drunk during that set as well. But she, like, she, just, she's such an amazing singer and like songwriter. She put out a really good record this year with the Fairweather Band as well. Oh, yeah, oh, Fairweather Band's wicked. Yeah. Um, we played yeah, play with them like, really early in the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great band. It's got a little bit of a derailment, but like that kind of thing where forgetting someone's name or getting their wrong face is like my nightmare because oh, I have no. a terrible oh, yeah. memory for names. Oh, yeah, it gives me so much anxiety. Awful memory for faces as well. So basically, if someone comes up to me and says hi, I always, if I haven't met them before, I go, hey... Nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I've stopped saying. Yeah, never, never saying nice to meet you. Ever, yeah, yeah, because I might have met them. Especially at shows, like you always meet like fifty people. I know. But the best story I have about that is when I first started hanging out with George. Uh, his birthday party, he invited like all of my Tojani to his birthday party. It was really sweet. So, oh, we kind of know this guy. Like, we're going to show them soon. Like, can we see them? Like, we play one show together or something? Yeah, I just wanted them to like bring up their numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the jokes on you because I was so rude. Everyone left. No, I'm joking. Um, well, uh, so yeah, uh, we were like, oh, what a sweet dude. But we'd all only met you about once, Bob mm. Lewis, mm. and we turned up, and I was like. That's uh, that guy. That's George from Soundblood, right? That's George. And 
Josh, I think Josh was there maybe. But like Ollie was like, yeah, that's it. That's definitely. <laughs> and Lewis was like, I think that's him, right? We all have the same thing, like a face blindness. And then. Well, to be fair, I do look like loads of people. You do look like a bunch of people, yeah. yeah. Um, and we went up, and it was you. But hilariously, you were pretty drunk, and you thought it was really funny to be like, "Who's George, mate? Never heard of him." And for a split second, I just thought I'd found some dude who looked just like you. And I was like, "Huh? All right." Then I almost started walking away, and you were like, "Hey, yeah." That's crazy. That's a very, very long story for a very weak pay. I'm such a, I'm such a dick. You're such a jokester, a prankster. Prankster. River. Yeah, time. you're River. a ruser. You've Ruse. rused me, sir. <laughs> so yeah, anthems for days. Yeah. Months ago, it's just instant. You know, when it comes in, we'd learn, learn in school. Mm. And you know about solid you know what British dun, punk. Ba -dun, ba -dun, dun, yeah. <laughs> Like, British punk needs bands like Monty Girls to just write really important lyrics, yeah, yeah, but yeah. at the same time, just great choruses that you just get stuck in your head for absolute months on end. Yeah. Which is why it's my number two album of the year. Solid. Here we go. For the last two hours we've been building up to this. Okay, uh, uh, Joey, I'm going to let you go first with your number one album of 2016. Okay, this has been my number one since it came out, and it hasn't really shifted, because I, I just keep going back to it. It's wow, amazing. okay. Um, it's a collaboration between uh, three amazing artists, um, and it's Hopelessness by Anoni. Okay, right, yeah. I've heard of this. And is yeah. she, was she Mercury Prize nominated? Uh, she was, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, and uh, it's an interesting, like... Backstory to it, it's not super relevant to the, uh, to the album, but it's interesting. In that, uh, Anoni used to sing in Anthony and the Johnsons, but she transitioned. Wow, okay. And so uh, she has uh, female pronouns, and um, she's incredible. Like, her yeah. voice has stayed the same, um, and it, 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 it's, it's a mind blowingly good record. But it was produced, and the beats on it were made by uh, Hudson Mohawk and What a Tricks Point Never. No. Together. Really? And I saw her live, and I hadn't heard the record yet, and uh, this uh, girl I was actually seeing at the time was like, "Oh, hey man, like, do you uh, want to go see a Noni tonight?" And I was like, "Yeah, I've heard the single. It's all right." Like, yeah. And I said to Josh, my housemate, I was like, "But you know, Noni, like, she's pretty good, right?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should go, go, go to the show for free ticket." And I was like, "Yeah, all right." It was uh, seated at the Barbican, um, and I was like, "Oh, it's pretty cool, actually." Sat down and I love the seat. So good. And I literally, I didn't know the record at all, apart from vaguely knowing the single. And I had tears in my eyes the whole way through. Wow. Um, uh, it's like a protest record for 2016. It was uh, released to coincide with the Paris Climate Change Conference. And one of the one of the tracks up was called Four Degrees. And it's about, you know, like it says, it's only four degrees. It's about global warming. And it's just so heartbreaking. Uh, it literally... Any given song on that record, it, it just wrenches your heart too. It's beautiful. Snubbed for the Mercury Prize? Yeah, who won what, Mercury? Was Skepta. It, it was Skepta. Well, that's a sick record as well, to be fair. Yeah. That's in my honorable mentions. Kanichi was a good record. Um, I'm, I'm quite glad Bowie didn't win the Mercury Prize because I feel like, you know, we all know David Bowie is like a classic artist, etc. Et yeah. you know? but, uh, yeah. but, yeah, I know he... I'm, I'm going to go listen to that record on the train oh, yeah, I really definitely need to give it a check out I know and I've been arguing with people all oh, year like this is going to be number one it's going to be number one and I went back to it recently because I hadn't listened to it for a while and I was expecting not to like it as much but there's this one track called Why Did You Separate Me From The Earth which is sort of about like you know the 
technology sort of taking over and us being disconnected from like humanity as people and stuff. And he says as I check my phone to see what yeah, the time yeah, is. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? yeah, 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 I'm doing the same thing. I've got to be sound checking that, but like. And literally, I have had tears in my eyes for that song more times than I haven't, if you know what I mean. It's the best song on the album. So if you want to get one track to get into it, um, Why Did You Separate Me From The Earth is the track to listen to. And the album's called Hopelessness. Hopelessness by Anoni, your yeah. number one record of the year. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Wow, awesome. Yeah, right, George, we got... Go in, Five buddy. minutes before you got to go to your gig. I know so what you're going to say as well. There's, there's only, there's only <laughs> one answer. There's only one answer. I think I know as well. Everybody knows what I'm going to say. Your relationship with the band you're about to talk about is like my relationship with me without you. Yeah. Like if I know they're putting out a record, I'm like, well, that's the album that you've sorted. Done. <laughs> Done. Before it's even out. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. on, then. It's uh, Standards by Into Over It. It's oh, yes, un. Believable. I listened to it for the first time the other day and it's great. It's a good record, really good record. It's unbelievable. Like, I, the, the, the thing is, man, like that, that dude could like shit in a glass and release it and I'd be like, yeah, it's really you good. You know what I mean? I absolutely you would. You get the vinyl bundle. I absolutely, yeah, I absolutely <laughs> would. But no, like, but, but like genuinely, man, like it, it, his influence on, on me as a musician, his influence on like just... My, my, on, on, song, on songwriting, like he's just, he's just someone that I can't... I can't, I can't, you know, like in that scene in uh, that, that film, I can't quit you. I just can't quit Evan Weiss, man. <laughs> he's, just a, he's just amazing. Everything he puts out is great, yeah. whether it's into it, over it, or it, there, 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 yeah. which did with Mike Kinsella. There, there, actually my favourite project he's ever done. See that, like, uh, uh, Dan's is uh, <laughs> Pet Symmetry, like, he loves Pet Symmetry. I love the head of the weather as well. Like, that's, 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 the that's the thing, he just, he just, like, he just it does loads of really, really awesome stuff. But, like, this, this, this record, like, that he went away for, like, 30 days Cabin in the Woods uh, with Josh who is one of the best drummers I- in the world I think he's yeah. just he's so clean and tight and technical and oh, he's just wonderful absolutely wonderful and watching them live which I did uh, like four times this year I think it was was it, it just a, like, always always blows me away man I absolutely adore watching him play I adore the record um, yeah they're like Really great transitions between everything. Uh, like there's lots of there's lots of great like stone wall like, like great little. The name of the one with like the really solid triplet rhythm all the way through. Oh, oh no, no EQ, no EQ. Awesome. Like I, I, I mean, we talked about this before. I've never been hugely into into it over. Um, like I thought it was pretty cool. Like, couple tracks I really like. I love that they're there. Mm. That first Pet Symmetry single is one of my favourite singles a band's ever put out. I could never get into the thing itself. Um, this record, I think, I, I'm still not super familiar with it. I think it's probably going to be the one to do it for me because I heard that that song Never Q and I was like, oh no, this is actually a really well crafted piece of music. Yeah, yeah. This is great. Yeah. That drum beat is just like, it really offsets you. It's yeah, great. It, it's so, so good. Like, he's such a great drummer, and I think that that's really that's really helped help add to the to the whole thing. I just think it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So, standards by Into It Over It is your number one album of yeah. uh, 2016. 2016. 16, absolutely not 15. Fair choice. Right, here we go. My number one. Yeah. So, I have felt so proud of so many bands this year for putting out either their first records or like their second EPs or whatever um, I feel even prouder of a band when right on the eve of uh, like the album release or right before something happens which goes ooh this is a little bit you know like uh, you know this this could shake things up a little bit for them but you know, you feel so proud of them when uh, you uh, when they just absolutely hurdle over the obstacle and come out so much stronger and just know that they're going to be absolutely 
uh, gargantuan one day, and they're well on their way to doing that. My album of 2016 is Vile Child by Milk Teeth. Oh man, that is daring, and I love it. So, what I was referring to was uh, obviously Josh leaving the band, uh, started off their year. Um, I th- I, now, I think Josh brings something really great to this record. I've always loved the contrast between Josh and Becky. I thought it came out great on the Sad Sucky P. Because Smiling Politely was definitely more of a Josh record, then Becky came in with vocals occasionally. And then Sad Sack was like basically shared between the two of them. Um, Vile Child is actually more of a Becky record, but when Josh is great, he's really great on this record. Um, I actually think they're now better with Billy. Uh, obviously, formerly of Hindsight. Um, I love the melody that he brings to the vocals while it's still aggressive. But this band is just everything that is great about this sort of scene. Uh, the punky, um, slight grunge. Uh, no, I mean, they hate being called a grunge revival band. We've discussed it when they were on this podcast. Right. Um, but they just want to be the loudest pop band on the planet and that's what it is like songs like Crow's Feet and Burger Drop and Brain Food as well they're just really noisy pop songs and they sound so just perfect this is a near perfect record and I think once they get into the studio with Billy um, and he actually does some stuff on record with them then they're just going to go like they've already written the second record I think is already written and ready to record yeah they're just like that record is so long awaited like so been sort of sitting and simmering for a while as well but yeah um, just everything that is brilliant about the UK punk scene right now um, and the UK punk scene is a brilliant thing this year yeah, so really good. Um, yeah. real quick real quick want to give a shout out to the, the dude that produced that record Neil Kennedy Neil Kennedy at the Ew. ranch what a hero yes um, a you're hero. going into the studio with him in 2017 yes. as I understand yes that is absolutely correct yeah Sick. and it'll be our third time with him love him love awesome him. brilliant um, and also the, the, the Muncie Girls record was recorded at the ranch as well not by yeah, Neil that was but Lewis by Jones, Lewis wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. The, the ranch is uh, sort of a source of so many great records this year yeah. so shout out the ranch they'll be on the podcast one day I really do hope so uh, but in the meantime that is our top 10 records of uh, 2016 George and Joey uh, thank you guys so much for being a part of this I thought that doing a podcast hungover was going to be horrendous Uh, really it's just been one of the most fun things I've done since we've done this podcast it's It's a great great way to end the year Um, so yeah thank you go check out Sad Blood and Fresh and I told you I would eat you an education Uh, Sad Blood and I told you I'd eat you have put out some great stuff this year um, so go and check it out. Uh, the I Am Not Your Fault EP is out now on Failure by Design Records Cheers. and the Ultimate Warrior EP. Did you self-release that? Yeah, it's Legion of Gloom, but it's all good. Oh, oh Ultimate Warrior is the first one the first and then Legion of Gloom is the second one. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. It's both brilliant. Thank uh, you. Go, go and check them both out. Um, and um, yeah, that, thanks. This has been Bitch and Brew's Top 10 Records of 2016. Sick. Cheers. Awesome. Thanks, man.